Hey, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here at Next Level Church Online. My name is Joseph McMurray. I'm one of the pastors here at Next Level. And this morning, I want to continue in this series that we have begun called Kingdom Investments. And as we, as we continue to walk through this series, I want to share with you what it looks like to have a missionary mindset. And then here on our campus, those who have joined us in person, we're going to get our hands dirty, so to speak, serving one or more of our partner organizations right here on our campus. This mindset, the missionary mindset, begins with the message of the gospel. See, once upon eternity, God was and is and would forever be. He is the starting point of the story. He is the source of all creation. God made the earth. He made this home and a perfect garden paradise where the first humans, Adam and Eve, were to live as worshipers by, by loving and serving him and enjoying a relationship with him and with each other and, and with the creation. There was perfect harmony, and it was rooted in love and acceptance and intimacy by which Adam and Eve enjoyed this incredible freedom to steward creation. There was just one restriction that was imposed for their good. God commanded them not to eat from a specific tree. And as amazing as this perfect world was, there was an enemy who wanted to destroy it. And soon, dark clouds gathered over paradise. The enemy tempted Adam and Eve to disobedience. And in rebellion, they chose to disobey God, and they ate the fruit. The consequences were devastating. Sin came into every human and into all creation, destroying that harmony. Adam and Eve and, and all humans ever since were now fallen and separated from God in desperate need to be rescued, to be made right with him once again. Now, God didn't leave his creation to suffer forever under this grip of sin, but a promise made by God set our hope upon a rescue through a perfect Savior who would conquer sin and the enemy. In Jesus Christ, God's Son, we see God's promise kept. Jesus lived a sinless life and died a substitutionary death. And by doing so, he secured the only possible rescue from sin. And one day, all of those who have put their trust in Jesus alone will experience the fullness of this rescue that was secured through Jesus' death on the cross. At one point in the future when God makes all things new, everything will be restored to its original perfection. And then all who have put their faith in Christ's perfect life, his atoning death, his conquering resurrection, will be forever with God, loving him serving him, and enjoying relationship with him forever, just as he intended from the very beginning. This is the gospel. This is the good news story. It's what Jesus came to teach and, and to live out, and it's the message that he gave his church to take to all the people of the earth. This story is the central mission of the church. 
Now, as believers in Jesus, we have been commissioned or sent out as missionaries to a world in desperate need of rescue. So this morning, I want to talk about what it means for us to live as missionaries, to have a missionary mindset. For a lot of people, when we think of missionaries, we think of people that move to some foreign land, someplace far off, to take the gospel to an unreached people group. And when we view missions and missionaries just in terms of people who, do, who, who go someplace over there, we do a disservice to the very meaning of these words. The reality is that all believers in Christ are intended to be missionaries. So what does that mean for us? How can we live that out right here in our own context? Well, let's just imagine for a moment that each of you just became an international missionary. You've just been sent over there, someplace far off. You've just received your first assignment. So upon arriving in this distant land, what would be the first thing you would do as a missionary? Well, this morning, I want to give you some concepts that would, that would help you along with a missionary mindset, whether you're somewhere over there or right here in your own neighborhood, your own community, your own town. And the first concept is this, missionaries know their context. If you were to be dropped off someplace over there, the first thing you would want to do is learn about the culture, learn about the context of where you are. And we see this in the Apostle Paul, who wrote much of the New Testament and, and really lived as a missionary. When we look at Paul, we see this exemplified both in the way he carried out his ministry and in his writings. See, Paul would travel from city to city, taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to different people groups. As he would go into new cities, he would learn the surroundings so that he might best be able to communicate the truth of Christ to the people he encountered. And although Paul's message never changed, his method certainly was always changing. And Paul was adamant that no language barrier, no cultural barrier, no political barrier, no socioeconomic barrier or religious barrier would impede the work of the gospel. We, we see this written in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning in verse 19. Paul writes these words, Though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, parentheses, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. Verse 21, to those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, parentheses, though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law. That's the law of grace, by the way, different topic for a different day. So as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak. To win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. Now time out real quickly. It's not Paul who does the saving. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the individual and the work of Jesus on the cross that saves us from the wrath of sin. That's what Paul meant. Verse 23, I do all of this for the sake of the gospel 
that I may share in its blessings. This passage shows Paul's commitment to the spread of the gospel. Paul understood his mission, which is also our mission as the church. That mission was to take the message of grace and hope in Christ to all who do not have it. And Paul wouldn't let anything keep him from the task, nor should you and I. Second, missionaries are dependent on God in prayer. If we are going to be a, a fruitful or useful missionary for Christ, it will only happen in as much as we are dependent upon him in prayer. If we want God to, to speak through us, to, to work through us, we need to be connected to him in some way. And the way that we remain connected to the Father is through prayer. The scriptures show that we can do nothing apart from him. They teach that God's power is made perfect in our weakness. When we are weak, he is strong. God is glorified when we come to him in humility and reverence, declaring our great need for him. And this happens through a regular, intimate prayer life with the Father. Prayer is the most powerful tool a missionary has in their tool belt. Look at what the, the scriptures teach us about prayer. I'm just going to read a few passages um, to, to illustrate this idea that prayer is an invaluable tool in our belt. James 5.16 says, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Philippians 4.6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Don't stop. Always be praying. Live a life of prayer. Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. This is all about prayer, continuing to pray to the Father. Matthew 21, verse 22, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And finally, John 14, verses 13 and 14, Jesus said, Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. So what I want you to notice as we speed through all of these verses about praying is, is that we are to commit everything in life to prayer. We're to pray without stopping. We're to pray in Jesus' name, the name that is above every other name. And we have the assurance that our prayers are powerful. And when we pray, we can expect to be answered. Now listen, we may not always receive the answer that we were hoping for, but our prayers will be answered. And the list goes on and on and on. We must never forsake the importance of prayer in the Christian life. Don't take it for granted. It is a privilege. It's an honor. It's a gift to be able to go directly to the Father without going through some other mediator like a priest. It allows us to discern the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Missionaries are dependent upon God in prayer. Third, missionaries expect that God will use them. If you are a missionary in your context, which by the way, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are a missionary in your context, you should expect God to use you in some way, to benefit the kingdom of God, to share the love of Jesus, to, to, to deliver the message of hope 
and grace in the life of others. See, just as missionaries are dependent on God in prayer, so also missionaries walk in confidence and expectation that God will use them to share the love of Jesus. You can walk in confidence and expectation that God will use you to share the love of Jesus in your school, in your home, in your neighborhood, in your community, in your business, wherever you go, whatever relationship you're in, you can walk with confidence and expectation that God will use you to share the love of Jesus with whomever it is that you're in contact. Expecting God to use you as a missionary means that you are ready and willing and able to serve. It means that you take the time needed to equip yourself to be ready for those opportunities. In 1 Peter 3.15 we read, But in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. We serve those around us out of the love that Jesus has placed in our lives. It's an overflow of what we are experiencing. That, that's why we'll, we'll uh, build baskets together. That's why we'll serve organizations here on our campus together. Because we have been filled with the love of Jesus, and now we're going to let that love that's in us overflow into the lives of others to deliver that message of love and hope and grace to those who will receive it. So if you are presented today with an opportunity to share the gospel, would you be ready Would you know what to say? Do you know the story of the gospel? Do you know your story of life change? These are all questions that each follower of Jesus should be able to answer if they expect to be used by God because because here's the reality. If you and I will make ourselves available to serve, if you and I will make ourselves available to show the love of Jesus to those around us, to show kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, The people around us are going to wonder, where does that come from? Are you prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have? Are you prepared to give an answer for the source of that love in your life? Because listen, the source is Jesus. Share Jesus. If you go through your life expecting God to use you, it means that you will be intentional and proactive about building relationships with people. Notice the passage that we just read. Peter doesn't say, he doesn't give us liberty to be pushy or arrogant about sharing our faith. Instead, he commends us to do it with gentleness and respect. I would contend that that as we serve others and as we build relationships with others, God gives us natural opportunities to let our life be the example of what Jesus has done in our heart So that when we say something about life change, when we say something about what Jesus has done in us and for us, it makes sense because there's evidence in our lives. Lastly, missionaries are compelled by love. It is love that is the motivating factor that drives missionaries. At the very core of why missionaries give their lives away in service of their king is 
because of this great love that he has lavished on us. In 2 Corinthians 5, 14, Paul writes, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And that's it. It is Christ's love that has been placed in our heart that allows us, that, that encourages us to serve. Scriptures tell us that the greatest of all things is love. We're called to love God with all of our hearts, our souls, our minds, our strength, and we're called to love our neighbors as ourselves. It is the love of Christ that compels us to serve. It's the love of Christ that compels us to live as missionaries in our context. Don't miss these four ideas because they're true in your life as they are in mine today. Know your culture. Depend upon God in prayer. Expect God to use you and show the love of Jesus as you interact with those around you. You are a missionary. As a missionary, you make kingdom investments when you serve others. And listen, when you make those investments, you can expect to see a return on those kingdom investments. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for giving us your love that we might pour that love out on those that we encounter. And God, I thank you that you have made each one of us a missionary. You have made us ambassadors for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I pray that you would open our eyes, you would open our hearts, you would open our minds, and we would see the opportunities that are all around us. Whether we're on our campus today serving partner organizations, or we are somewhere else around the country or around the world, God, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to find opportunities to serve those around us. May we be missionaries who, who know our context, who are dependent upon you in prayer, who look for opportunities to share the love of God because we expect you to use us and then share the love of Jesus. Bless us, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. I hope that something that you heard today encourages you to live the life, the mindset of a missionary. Um, I hope that you'll share this with someone who, who might need to hear it. We'd love it if you would subscribe to our channel. And if you would like to give to support the ministries of Next Level Church, uh, you can find that button on our website, nextlevelchurch.org slash give. As we go, I wanna read over you this one last passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, Paul says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. So as you go, may you walk as Christ's ambassador as though God is making his appeal through you as you share the love of Jesus with those around you. Thanks so much. Have a great day.